No Things Considered, Channel Q. Get ready for some fun, huh? Were you waiting to hear our voices? Yes, of course you were, because it's uh, just afternoon Pacific Standard Time, which means it is time for us to bring you another episode of No Things Considered. That right there is the lesbian with the mostest. Her name is Allie, and when mm. I say mostest, I'm mostly talking about shoulder pads. Yeah, I've got a lot of those. What is it, three today? You're stacking them? <laughs> I think me and 55-year-old women are the only people still buying those Keeping things. Keeping them alive. That yep. Ann Taylor Loft is where Allie likes to do her shopping. <laughs> and pennies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's not forget all the stores that are clinging on for dear life continue <laughs> to have Allie's favorite fashion wares. My name's Kevin. I am the uh, token hetero here on the station, and we sit around and talk about some things. Today's a good day. Not only do we uh, break down just the tip Tuesday, because that's what we like to do on the Tuesdays, we will, of course, get to some headlines for News It or Lose It. And something that came up as one of our dumb ideas on the air, which was, would we be able to tell the difference between fad diets like peganism and new sexual preferences or new terms for different types of sexual preferences? We said that they were blurring together. We didn't know what was what anymore. Well, a dumb idea has turned into reality, and at some point over the next couple of hours, we will break them down and figure out if we're talking sexual preferences or diet preferences. Can I give you a practice one? All right, all right. Bring on a practice one. Feederism. Oh, boy. Isn't that a tough one already? Out of the gate. Are you spelling it F-E-E-T or F-E-E-D? <laughs> That's if a it's, great follow-up question. Thank you. It's a D. Uh, it's always a D. Yeah. If it's a D. <laughs> it's definitely a big old D. Uh, if it's a big old D, I'm going to say that <laughs> That's feederism. the next one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, that's a diet. I know that diet. Uh, uh, I fell for that one once. Steady diet of D for ne- weight loss. Never again. I'll tell you, I did lose weight, though. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say feederism is a diet. Uh, okay, I, I should preface this by saying some of these are diets, some of them are sexual preferences, some of them are sexual f- like fetishes. That, that one is a se- that one I would say is a sexual fetish. Okay. You are correct. Yes, it is the you. fetish of eating, feeding somebody and causing them to gain weight. Huh. You know, or it's like eat this like seven cakes and I'm going to watch you and then we'll have sex. That's wow. what they're really into. Oh, I feel bad. That's got to cramp up pretty quick you gotta, after that. you got to hook up with someone like that. Uh, all right. Well, That'd we will, be your dream come true. We will add the a la mode the old-fashioned way, is what they say after the feederism. That is a, uh, that is, woof, that is, <laughs> imagine that. All right. Anyway, we'll get to that a little bit later in the show today. So uh, if you need an excuse to stick around or you want to take off a few more hours of work so you can hang out with us today, uh, what more reason do you need than that? Uh, of course, you can interact with us all sorts of ways. We don't say this enough. We probably should on the uh, Twitter. The new one for the show is NTC Show. You can follow us there. Give us some likes. We'll uh, message you back and forth. You can get your input in to things we're talking about in real time. You can also find Allie at your Allie Johnson, me at the Kevin Klein, and everything the station has to offer at the uh, We Are Channel Q on the socials and, of course, the Radio.com app. All I, have, right. I have another random pop quiz for you. You ready Go for ahead. this? I'm ready. I'm going to read you a text message that I just received. And you have to guess whether it's about me or a cat. Mm. Okay. Is the word um, worms or vulva in there? <laughs> oh, you'll have to find out. All right. Maybe All both, right. maybe All neither. Because right. if it is, I think I know it's you. Let's go bring it on. <laughs> Current situation. First things first, wolf down a plate of tuna and drink a gallon of water. Then look for Joe, of course. Well, I don't know what look for Joe means. That, that's weird. Uh, the, the, the wolfing down a plate of tuna, I could see that being you or the cat. Uh, a gallon of water seems like a lot for a cat. And I know we've discussed uh, before uh, the uh, the water and how you're all into this uh, dumb, uh, whatever that stupid app was called we talked about last week. Ah, uh, yes. Plant Nanny. Plant Nanny. Yes, I've moved on to a different plant. Apparently, my first one grew to fruition, and now I have to do a cactus. I'm going to say... That's great. Cactuses don't really need much water at all, so yeah. you don't have to drink any water. I think I'll live forever. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that's about your cat, because I'm playing the odds. I know you have two cats. Nope. This is actually about a cat, but not my cat. Oh, all uh, right. This nice. is about one of my, my... My dad number two has a situation going on with a feral cat. Do you have more dads or cats? I have twice as many dads as I have cats. Do you have feral dads? Terrible. I have feral dads. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. And I feed them tuna and a gallon of water to make them feel better. Uh, what happened? He, uh, he, like cat? He's taking in a, a stray cat and now he's trying oh, no, to feed it. Oh no! It's one of those mo- uh, those adorable situations where he got a cat and then the cat went out and made a friend 
and brought a new baby cat, a feral cat, into their home. Hmm. You know, one of those really cute little stories about like, oh, we weren't going to take another cat, but then they became best friends out in the wild. So this cat is like wild and feral and afraid of humans, but has bonded with my dad's cat. Are feral ones the ones that will shoot their uh, cat pee all over the place? I think so. Oh, yeah. cool. I cool. think that... <laughs> that seems like a good uh, addition to the family. Yeah, I think that he's uh, been in the house, you know, spraying all over the place, and then they had to capture him, and I think my dad had, like, <laughs> like almost stitch-level scratches on his arms trying to get this cat into a cage so that they could vaccinate it and get it all the shots and all that you crap. You know, part of the reason I hate cats, and it's uh, one of the things that you and I disagree on most, is uh, I talk about how horrible cats are, and I think you know it in your core. You, you just, you've just accepted that that's part of the lesbian culture. You're going to have a lot of cats, and and You've accepted the fact that you think they don't like you. I think you know they don't like you. The reason I don't like cats, my parents had a cat named Pumpkin. And the day I think I, I got brought to uh, home from the hospital when I was a baby, uh, that cat apparently uh, came pretty close to clawing my eyes out. I mean, oh, so this is about a traumatic experience from your past. And my parents uh, said to me that they had to give away this cat because of that, um, because of the, uh, I mean, I think they found You another. mean give away like... I don't think they. Um, I don't think they put it up to the farm in the sky. Okay. I think they gave it to like another. You've been adopted. They gave it to another uh, family that uh, didn't have any young ones. But um, and and I think they made me feel guilty about it. Like I was the reason that they couldn't have pumpkin the cat. Meanwhile, I didn't even get to experience being attractive for even a day because like before I, I you know usually you're a baby you have a nice little window or even if you grow up to be an ugly adult you're like mm, I was a I was a cute kid. The second I, I, I get into the real world, a cat uh, you know, turns me into Scarface. And then your mom had to stroller you around the neighborhood, and everyone's going, oh, God, yeah, because I, you looked like Scarface. He's, he's hideous. Yep, Hide him. Hide the, him. So this, is about, this isn't about your love of cats. This is about you having a traumatic experience when you were a day old. Mm-hmm. And I think deep down, your cat, your, your mom or your parents wanted to probably keep that cat, but they felt like they had to choose the baby because uh, they just had you. So I, now you have to measure up to all cats in your a, life. There's a chance that they attempted to drop me off at a firehouse before they... <laughs> they dropped the, you off at the animal shelter. And then the firehouse for, yeah, they showed up, oh, you're going to take the cat? No, no, no take this, take the scarred up baby. Is that, a, <laughs> is that a baby sleeping with that brown cat? Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, no, we don't want the baby. We, we we're going to take the cat or nothing, so. <laughs> but I, like, for me, when I, I don't like birds because when I was younger, my cousins took me to the beach, buried me in the sand, uh, put a towel over my head and put a bunch of chips all over my body and birds ate them off of my body and I did not have a good experience with that. So I don't like birds and I don't ever want to own a bird or be around birds. Who did that, that to you? Who did that to you? A bunch of my cousins. Well, then how come your hatred is towards birds and not towards cousins? In actuality, you actually had sex with one of your cousins. I, which, which I didn't have sex with my cousin. You I did? had No, I didn't. I had sex with my second step cousin, right. who I had never met before. I understand. And I met her when I was visiting other cousins, right. my real cousins, in Ohio. Allie met her through 23andMe. It was a really interesting uh, results of the swab. But I just I find 20 people related to me. And then I have sex with them. I just can't believe that uh, uh, after that traumatic experience, you would turn that towards birds and not towards cousins. And, and really, you should have not had sex with any of your cousins because of uh, that incident right there. Well, I, I just think that it's because the birds were the ones who were attacking me. It was my cousins who made it seem like it was a fun, fun, fun time. And maybe the reason that I slept with my second step cousin is to get cousins back on my good side. Let's go ahead and keep notes of that comment right there. It's a beautiful quote. I'll make sure, make sure to say that at your funeral one day. Uh, we got a good show planned My for you today. parents are like, what? Uh, just the uh, Tip Tuesdays coming up in just a moment. Of course, we will get into the news it or lose it. Sexual preference game and so much more. You have come to a uh, great place, totally interactive and totally inclusive, right here on the all-new Channel Q. No Things Considered continues after this. No Things Considered. We'll be right back. Channel Q. No Things Considered, Channel Q. This is No Things Considered on the all-new Channel Q. Allie right there, Kevin right here, you are you. Thanks for checking us out. Of course, uh, lots of places you can listen to the show. We recommend it highly on the Radio.com app or on your smart speaker. You just get home and you yell out something like, hey, Alexa. 
Play Channel Q on Radio.com. And after a few uh, confusions, a little bit of funny back and forth, some banter, etc., you'll get us right there hanging out with you in your kitchen, in your living room, in your bedroom, on your smartphone, wherever you want us. And you can, of course, download the Radio.com app for free. Favorite the station. Check out what's going on here. And if you don't like something we say, then you can unfavorite us. You know, I like the power of favoriting something, but I'll tell you what I like even more. Going, eh, not for me. I'm going to take that heart right back. But you know what? A lot of people don't go through the effort to unfavorite something. Once you favorite it and you're just like, mm, I don't like that anymore. To have, they, We would have to really hate something to go back to where you were before to unfavorite. Imagine if someone put together a collection, and I'm sure that you could figure this out, but a collection of everything you've liked or favorited over the last 10 years combination of pictures, things, events on a variety of different platforms, how many of those things you would look at now and go, I can't believe I ever... Like I can't that. believe I ever, quote unquote, like that. Right? right, exactly. Or, I mean, what does it say about you that you're liking a bunch of, like, like you only liked Facebook rants about politics or something and you didn't like anything else and you're like, well, what does it say about me as a person? You know what I mean? You have to really get down and deep into that. You know, this is going to sound crazy and it's a bit of a a bit of a detour from where we're headed right now, which is uh, just the Tip Tuesdays. But as I was thinking about last week when the news broke about the uh, politician Virginia and the photo that surfaced, and he's like, I, I think I'm in the photo, but I just don't remember if I'm the blackface guy or the Klansman. And mm-hmm. it was like a lose-lose Yeah, kind but of. he's like, but I did do blackface for a Michael Jackson Right, he, he admitted to at least one. And then dancing I, competition. And then I started thinking, you know, as ridiculous as doing that is, and we've known for a while, no good comes of blackface. It's just a disaster. It's obviously rooted in a bunch of racism. And, and I would think that people in the 80s already knew that. But I, you? I would think so. But then I started thinking back, and not that you know this is necessarily a high-profile uh, gig right here. But I was thinking, I wonder if there was ever a Halloween costume because, as I said, and as is sometimes um, the way, when you're a kid and you get to that point where you can start putting together your own Halloween costume, you don't necessarily know that there's anything racist at all. And if you're a big fan, like I grew up, I was a huge fan of Magic Johnson, and I. Like, I don't think I ever dressed as Magic Johnson for Halloween. It wouldn't have surprised me if I had wanted to do that. I think my parents were too cheap to buy me a jersey, and I didn't want to go to school with, like, a T-shirt that just had magic on it. (laughs) But I could have easily, if I had decided to go as him, I could have had a picture floating around uh, from, like, third grade of me in blackface, which, of course, would not go very well uh, in today's world. And I was thinking about, was there ever a costume that you had or that I had that thinking back now you would go, mm. like, I know you used to do a bunch of stuff uh, dressed like Native Americans. That's not cool. Okay, no, the, I did a play where I was playing a Native American person. Because you wanted to be Peter was, Pan, but no, you didn't get cast in the, as yeah, a lead. I didn't get cast as Peter Pan. I was down to the last five people. They just okay? said, give and her I, some feathers and a loincloth. We'll a, throw her in the back. It was a very long callback process, and I really thought I had the part, but they did not give it to me. And then instead of giving me a, a smaller part, they gave me the role of one of the Native Americans on the island. And they put us all in... I mean, now you would see this picture and say it's very, very offensive. And I also had to wear... Make like brown makeup on my face. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, so you've done. Uh, you have done um, uh, Native American face. You've done Native American face. Right, but cool. it wasn't something that I did like as a joke, and it wasn't something that I did for a Halloween costume. It was something I did for an actual costume for a, a musical. Not so much for and, your political career. Out no. the window now. That picture. I'm going to get that picture. Not necessarily. Uh, gonna, these people haven't resigned, have they? No, that's a good, <laughs> valid point. But, but I, I was wondering. Other than that. Like, if you think back right now, every costume you had growing up, right? For I mean, I would say probably everyone goes through a period between maybe the age of three years old and 13 where they're dressing up at least mm-hmm. once a year. Forget about school plays and that sort of stuff. But I'm just saying how long... I yeah. regret dressing up as that pumpkin when I was two. That well, was not right. you had the body for it. Not- <laughs> Can't go orange face. You know that. I think, <laughs> I think the most offensive costume I had, really, that was my own choice was, and it wasn't blackface or anything, I dressed as a homeless person. And I put like, mm, you know, I like a I, bum. Yeah. I dressed so, like a bum. I had like a, you know, a brown paper bag with a beer in it. I had like dirt all over my face. I messed up my hair. I wore like kind of my regular clothes, but I tattered them up a little bit. Yeah, I now saw that looking pic- that was back. the best you've ever looked, to be honest. I saw that picture. I, I, thought, <laughs> I, thought, I mean, I thought that was the after picture of a makeover. If you're a lesbian, it's actually a great costume choice because you don't have to get dressed up at all or look sexy. And, and I regret doing that costume because now I feel like that wouldn't really fly. Like, I, I feel like that's kind of offensive right. privileged, to... Privileged white girl yeah, dressing being like, up like I'm a homeless a bum. person. Right. Well, how about this? Um, I think I remember at least one year that I dressed as a, a woman. 
Really? For Halloween, yeah. Did think, you do what? Did you do pregnant nun? No. What the hell's wrong with you? Not oh. a pregnant nun. How dare you? <laughs> Take my nun seriously. I will have none of that. Uh, no, what? I think I just uh, it was a, I don't know. It was a couple of guys, and they were like one of them is like, hey, let's all dress like uh, let's one all dress like girls? chicks. Wait, no, it was just chick. I think we were. It, I don't know if we were specific <laughs> chicks. Uh, I just remember one. I remember one time I asked my mom if I could borrow one of her dresses or something, and she was like, "For what?" And I said, "Halloween or costume something." And she's like, uh, "Whatever, just don't take any of the ones from my, you know, closet. Grab something from the basement or the attic." I was like, "All right, cool." And now, I, look at the time. Once again, I don't think we meant anything. So you just dress like a mom. Yeah, I didn't realize they were going as hot chicks. I went as an older <laughs> chick. Uh, I was, I was the mom. Uh, but sweater no, vest. But like you know, even now that I think that whole concept of just guys dressing like women is uh, that's problematic as well, isn't it? Yeah, I went, I, I, I went, uh, I went mom face. You did go mom face, and I, I, I think that that would not be okay if you were going to do that now. But especially because I think of transgender rights and people being like, you know. Right. You're making that, a joke about you're it. You're making light of, yeah, of, of like how someone chooses to live their life and blah, blah, blah. But um, there doesn't seem to be an issue if I decide to dress up like a man. I thought that's what you're doing today. No. No. Oh, oh that I'm was dressing. Not, this is my lady costume. The whole reason I wanted to put on this conversation. I thought that we could address why you're wearing that. But okay. <laughs> fair enough. Don't uh, say address. Well, it's just, okay. just uh. I'm just saying, think about it. And by the way, I'm not defending. Uh, I don't want you to anyone to twist this in some sort of a way where I'm defending the, uh, the guy who uh, was either dressed. <laughs> I think it's a real... It's a real interesting um, state of affairs when you have to look at a picture of a guy dressed like a Klansman and a guy dressed in blackface and go, I don't know which one I should say I am and which one I should say I'm not. Right. It's it, both quite problematic. But as you do look through old photos, and I know it's like a, even the concept of having photos around, you know, if I don't scroll through my phone, I, I was looking at my phone the other day, which is completely full. I've filled up my phone. I filled up six clouds. It's all full. Everything's full. The first picture on my phone, I think... It must have been when I got my first iPhone, and it dates back to 2010 or 11, I believe. Mm -hmm. I have every single one of those pictures, because you know, every time I up, change my phone, upgrade, upgrade, I still have all those pictures with me. And so that's how I look at everything that's happened from that point in my life until now is in my phone. But everything before that is in shoeboxes and old uh, you know, albums, etc. And then... As I was trying to organize, because you've been uh, talking about this condo nonsense, I was coming across these old pictures and thinking about how that pertains to uh, what's going on in the real world now. It's easy for us to laugh and be like, oh, man, this insensitive idiot. And then I look back and I go, hmm, I wonder if we go through some of our old Halloween pictures, which one of those would be super yeah, offended? Yeah, well, offensive. No, no, it's true. I think that in a lot of ways, Marie Kondo is... is uh, forcing people to go through their old pictures and their old yearbooks and whatever, and then you're digging up these things. I mean, used to just be people were digging stuff up on Twitter, being like, this person put out a tweet 10 years ago. Now you're going through things from even farther back because of the Marie Kondo method. Yeah. And then you're finding a picture. Like, I found that picture of me on stage in Peter Pan, and my first thought was, oh my lord, I need to burn this immediately. Yeah. Like, I need to get rid of this evidence. But also, it's like, when you discover that, like, it, the, like the, with a guy in Virginia, that was a yearbook other people are going to see that so mm. then what do you do do you wait for other people to out you or do you just come forward and say hey by the way um i did blackface once i think everyone should be posting their offensive photos right and that's what i said before everyone should get post, it out everyone should post nude photos of themselves online so that they, they take away the power from the other people that can try to use it to blackmail you etc and we all forced to do it so we all uh it's not that big of a deal same thing i feel about uh these pictures you come out and you go well this was a big mistake and uh apologize uh, at the time 1982 i didn't think this was a big deal but looking at it by today's lens lenses that was totally um um because I, I one time went whiteface, like uh, I was going as, um, uh, who was it, the Pillsbury Mine? Doughboy. Oh. And I had to put on white face. I don't feel bad about that, because I, I guess I identify as white, but- I think if I did that, no one would know the difference. I'm glad I went with that outfit instead of Count Chocula, because I, con <laughs> I contemplated doing one of the two. I, give you an idea of my childhood. Well, yeah, and then like even now- like I think it was this last Halloween, we heard about that lady who uh, dressed as a Sharpie marker. Oh, yeah. And she got in trouble. Disaster. You know, it's like you're not even necessarily doing blackface to make a joke about race. You're just doing it as part of your costume, and you can, there's no leeway anymore. You can't do anything like that.
That right there was us going on about a five-minute tangent, but uh, when we return- Just the Tip Tuesday. We will get to Just the Tip. These are pet peeves, annoying pet peeves. We all have them. Uh, we will uh, give you some tips to avoid them, tips to not be other people's pet peeves. Or and just, yeah, recognize them so you can stop. Let's uh, go ahead and get to that immediately upon our return right here on the all-new Channel Q. The show called No Things Considered returns after this. No Things Considered. Channel Q. We'll be right back. No Things Considered, Channel Q. All right, let's get to it. It is Tuesday, which means it is time for us to get to our very exciting segment called Just the Tip Tuesdays. Allie is going to break down something that you should be paying close attention to, and uh, we will hopefully together heal society one tip at a time. I know Just the Tip Tuesday is a very exciting name, and uh, when we get into it, it will be uh, slightly, it will, like an actual game of Just the Tip, I think you will be left a little bit unsatisfied. Uh, let's go ahead. Is there more? No? Uh, no, okay. that's it. That's all you get. Let's uh, get to uh, the topic for this edition of Just the Tip Tuesday right here on the all-new Channel Q, No Things Considered. Okay, this is everyone's biggest pet peeve. So isn't this isn't just relationships or friendships or like people's habits. This is just the biggest pet peeves in the world at large. And this has all been voted on. This is half a million people voted on this list. So. So it's interesting to see which ones made the list, which ones are actually further down the list than I would have thought. So without further ado, these are the things that make people the most annoyed in general. If you do these things, just be aware other people are super annoyed by you, especially when you do these things. And uh, I will admit very openly, honestly, if any of these things I do on a regular basis or I've done before or perhaps I'm reformed, I understood that was bothering people, so I've cut it out. Let's get to uh, let's get to it and uh, listen closely, hopefully together. You're more than welcome to share with us some of your pet peeves. NTC Show on Twitter, uh, of course on the phones as well, 833-77-CALL-Q uh, or something like that. I always forget the number, right? It, I think you're right. It's 833-77-CALL-Q. Yeah, so whatever. Give us a call. Give us a shout, whatever it is. All right, here we go. All right. Uh, letting toddlers scream in public, parents letting them scream in public. That was, I think, I, on the top 20 of this list. Mm -hmm. And that is something that it's like you don't really know what to do because you're like, all right, this is this toddler's not shutting up. I'm not enjoying my meal, but I don't want to be the a-hole who goes up and tells them how to raise their children. So you have no choice but to just sit there and be annoyed. I don't know why it is so frowned upon to put muzzles on children. I have been muzzles a, and leashes. Leashes very frowned upon. I've been a, a huge proponent of some sort of muzzles for kids ever since I had my own. I said, "Why?" I even looked online. Now, the best thing I could find was a gimp mat, like one of those gimp balls that they sell at the sex <laughs> yeah. toy stores. That would be very frowned upon if you uh, put that on your shoe. Yeah, I I contemplated it. I did find a small size. Uh, I didn't think she would mind it. I thought I would get some judgmental stares. But then again, if you're having a much more relaxing, quiet cup of coffee because my child is gimped up, I think you'd appreciate it. <laughs> um, but yes, the screaming in public thing is a disaster. But uh, it's not something that you as a parent, you realize you can avoid. You can't like avo It's something that is the most annoying to people who don't have children or don't have children with them at the time. No. And then when for you... Here's, There's nothing you can do, especially in a plane where you're, right. you're really, really no out. Here's the thing parents will always say. They always say, if it's another parent, they'll understand. And even though it's annoying, they kind of, they've been there and they're just glad they're not still there. And if it's someone that doesn't have kids or doesn't want kids, this will just reinforce their feeling. So it's a wit. Parents will look at it like, I mean, it's not true because in the middle of it, it's like, shut up already. You're, everyone's staring at us. There's nothing we can do. And we look like we have no I, no control. Mm. But that's kind of the thing that parents tell other parents. They go, people that hate kids are going to hate them anyway. And this is just going to reinforce the fact that they don't like children and don't want them. So you're doing a, a service for them. And other people that have been through it, because everyone with kids has been through this, it just feels bad for you. So don't worry about it. So <laughs> anyway, it's annoying, though. It's a pet peeve. And there's nothing we can do unless you uh, pre-order on my Kickstarter for kid muzzles coming soon. <laughs> All right. Driving slow in the fast lane. This is something that obviously bothers a lot of people. It's something that bothers me in particular, because I'm, I'm not the most cautious driver. I'm definitely a fast driver. So I don't understand why people would go into the left lane and then go 
the speed limit or under the speed limit. So it's no surprise that that is on the list. It's um, it is truly outrageous and ridiculous that uh, you know you've got four lanes and sometimes the only lane that's moving is the fast lane and it, and there's a reason it's the only lane that's moving because people are moving at a fast speed they're keeping it going but then some a hole from three lanes over that likes to go at a nice cautious 45 miles mm-hmm. per hour decides I'm gonna move some over. old lady likes the view in the left hand lane uh, yeah I'm gonna move over, or you know has a cataract in the right eye so she's got to go left uh, and that jams it up for everyone I, I wish. Not in general that we could have Super Mario Kart style driving, but the concept of ha- being able to launch a turtle shell <laughs> into like a few drivers. Maybe we each got to launch like four turtle shells oh, a year. Oh man, I would really want that star then. Oh, that just get me to work so way faster. Oh great! Oh, it's one of my dreams. I cannot wait for flying cars. Okay. Chewing with your mouth open. This is something that I know I am guilty of doing or just being a loud chewer in oh, general. You are the loudest chewer. I uh, I, I never thought that I was a very loud chewer. I know that I had, don't have very good manners when it comes to eating, but my uh, Katie gets very angry with me. Even after I have cooked us a meal, as soon as I begin to eat it, she's upset that I'm eating it. It is. Uh, I'd love to say you have nothing to worry about, but you have a... It's not even the chewing part of it that bothers me. It's the, It's this thing you do. <laughs> like it's like every bite you take, the food decides really? to escape into every corner of your mouth, and you try to like capture it all with your tongue. It's like this weird because you know you can eat, and I can, everyone eats in your own way. And I've even been told that I am a no, uh, not a noisy eater, but that I eat really quick. Like I inhale all my food really quickly. Which you my, just take really big bites. Big bites, right? Because I don't know at some point. Yeah, but you have gonna, those fake horse teeth, so it's right. really easy for you to just grab off like half a sandwich in one bite. Half the teeth in my mouth are made of cement, so I just, <laughs> just go to town, all right? Just you're blah, just blah, grinding blah, blah. them down. But, uh, but uh, yeah, you do this thing where you're like, it doesn't matter if you're eating yogurt or you're Usually the more liquidy what you're eating is, the more you do this. <laughs> it probably doesn't help that I do it behind a microphone most of the time. No, So no. those sounds are amplified yeah, for you, you. You don't uh, back away. You don't have any sort of, uh, you know, no class. No etiquette. No etiquette. That's, yeah. uh, that's the word. But yeah, I agree. That one is a, a pet peeve. We're that breaking down. Sad, Breaking though. down. This is over a half a million people voted. These are the biggest pet peeves. It's just a tip Tuesday. So listen closely if you do these things. Uh, why don't you go ahead and change your ways immediately? All right. I'm very happy that this one made the list. The easily offended. Of course, we talk about them all the time. People who are overly PC, people who get offended on behalf of other people, and you can't say anything. You're constantly walking on eggshells around them. And wouldn't you know it, you think you're doing something good for the universe, but what you're really doing is just pissing off all the people around you so stop it and mind your damn business yep and unfortunately as people it's a very popular opinion to have now the world has gotten so sensitive and then i'll hear someone say that and they'll go oh i hate the world everyone's upset about something every no one can take a joke anymore everything has to they have to look into everything you know my, my feeling has always been if you look into anything hard enough you know, if a vegan's going to go nuts about people that eat meat, and then you want to look into where they where they source their vegetables from and what the conditions were for the farmer that worked, you know, four days straight with it. You look into anything hard enough, you're going to find something that is going to look like you support evil, right? And people just, for some strange reason, get caught up in the whole. They they like the feel. They they like feeling vindicated when they can be offended and then create a thing, and it's super annoying. It's super frustrating. It obviously has uh, hurt us before. Yeah. But. I, we, uh, yeah. I mean, this is like a personal vendetta. But even long before, uh, even long before we, we lost a job because we offended people or that were like fake offended, but whatever. It, we were talking about this for, we've been talking about this for years now, the over the overcorrection and the over PC and everything else. And, and then people that try to take whatever their own personal causes and, and apply it to everything, even mm-hmm. if it has nothing to do with their own personal cause. So it's frustrating, it's annoying, and unfortunately right now those people have the power and everyone else in, in positions of power that really should be like, all right, well, we appreciate your thoughts, but thank you. They go, all right, apologies. Yeah, because no one wants to be wrong. No one no one wants to stand up for themselves. Everyone's just like, you know what, the only thing that I can do to make this better is to apologize. But surprise, it actually doesn't make anything better. No. Apologizing doesn't get you anything anymore. Makes it worse. People are apologizing left and right. Doesn't make a damn difference. All right. Stopping in a crowded hallway. This is very upsetting to people. Even more upsetting than the easily offended, apparently. If you're in a crowded hallway or if you're walking on a crowded street and then all of a sudden you just see, you know, store 
work catches your eye and completely stop in your tracks or you get a notification on your phone, please don't do that because you're pissing off the people around you. Uh, ads popping up out of nowhere. This is not even about human behavior. This is just about you wanting to get through your day, wanting to look at your notifications or wanting to scroll through the internet and all of a sudden an ad pops up or it says, hey, you're using ad blocker. Please undo your ad blocker so we can bring you more ads. That's what people are really pissed off about. I'll tell you what's a bigger pet peeve than that is like, um, you know, usually you go to open a video on YouTube, it'll say, skip this ad in five seconds. But then every once in a while, um, it'll just say your video will play after the ad. And there's no way to skip it. Yep. You know, you can't skip it. And I and I look and I'll be like, oh, where's that thing to click and skip this thing? And it just doesn't go there. And sometimes I'll even click in that corner anyway. And then I've opened up the ad. Next thing you know, I'm now uh, I'm now You're signing playing up for Sugar Crush, Food of the Month Club, or something. It's <laughs> a disaster. All right, number two. Most annoying thing in the entire world is people acting like they are hurt or sad just to get attention. And this is something that people do all the time. I would say that girl at my gym that I constantly get upset about, she acts like she's hurt or upset or complaining just to get attention because she cannot possibly not be the center of everyone else's world. And this is not that different. These are the same types of people that we were talking about earlier, the people that are upset, offended by everything as well. Yeah, they do that for attention too. They want people to thank them and say, oh, thank you for bringing our attention to this. This is a a monstrosity, and if it wasn't for you and your sensitive soul, we would not know about this. Uh, Yes, I don't like these types of people either. Um, Also, you know, listen, if you grieve, if you've gone through some hardships and and posting something publicly to get a few likes and comments makes you feel better, I'm, I guess, whatever it is, what it is. But there are some people now that are like, I saw someone the other day that wrote, Today is the seventh anniversary of the death of my dog. And I was seventh. like, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's man. another puppy growing into adulthood. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot could, of time. You could, have, you could have had another dog live and live and die in that time. <laughs> it was just seemed like an un, and you know the picture and like I obviously I even I felt well Facebook bad. memories also screw that up for people. I guess it's like remember it, six years ago when your dog died and you're like no I just don't I, uh, I don't I don't know what you can say other than like because. I probably wrote something seven years ago when they posted my dog died to be like, well, you know, it stinks and there's really no words to make it feel better, but the good news is time will heal. But now I can't say that seven years later because they're still upset about <laughs> Obviously it. Obviously it didn't Clearly I did heal. Nothing. All right. And the number one most annoying thing, according to this survey done by half a million people, is the most annoying thing is when people copy your idea but get credit for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my idea is... was for the Snuggie. I came up with the idea for the Snuggie years ago and uh, didn't do I anything with it. I don't know about that. Well, I just bought a really big sweatshirt because it was on sale. I bought a triple XL and I said, oh, man, they should sell these. This is comfortable. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. the Snuggie came out and made billions of dollars. And there I am sitting with a triple XL uh, FUBU sweatshirt and making no money. <laughs> uh, toasters. That's another idea you had yeah. that eventually uh, the, did, did, that... did not come to fruition. No. And there was another person who came up with it and is making plenty of money. Yeah, I know. Uh, Taking credit for other people's ideas. Listen, it's a world we live in now. Stealing tweets, stealing jokes, stealing concepts. um, It happens no matter what. You go to work, you're in a meeting. You whisper to someone next to you, like, you know, it'd be better if no, 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 it's done. And then that person emails the boss later exactly what you said. And the boss is like, hey, congratulations. You're promoted. Employee of the month, right. Uh, So, yeah, it's... um, that's the world we live in. But the good news is there's always the internet to complain on. Huh? Yeah, yeah that's true. We'll be back I'll just play the victim online. It'll be great. We've got a very special uh, News It or Lose It. When we get back, we'll break down the possible headlines, and we'll get into News It or Lose It. That is right after this on No Things Considered, the all-new Channel Q. No Things Considered. We'll be right back. Channel Q. No Things Considered. Channel Q. All right, hour one is almost in the books, which means it's time for us to go ahead and take a look at the headlines we could be covering at the start of hour two. It's a very special news it or lose it. Let's go ahead and break it down right now. No Things Considered presents News It or Lose It. All right, alone on Valentine's Day, name a roach after your ex and feed it to a meerkat. Every year there's some zoo that tries to make a couple of bucks. <laughs> Is it really every year? I, I just feel like it happens a lot where they have extra animals and they either go, if they're adorable, well, you can go ahead and pay to name them after someone you love. But if they're ugly or they're cockroaches, you can name them after exes. <laughs> they figured out a way to double dip on your relationship. I don't like zoos 
capitalizing on people's emotional breakdowns. Uh, that being said, I'm going to say lose it. All right. I'm just surprised that zoos are like, all right, Valentine's Day. That's going to be the time where we make our money. Uh, all right, moving on. Social media is making Valentine's Day super expensive for millennials, and here's why. Mm. I think we've talked about this. I agree that I 100% agree uh, that they are, and I would say, yeah, let's uh, let's get some information to back up the things we've talked about on the show yeah, before. Let's uh, let's news it. Yeah, apparently Instagram is the one ruining this. Could I be allergic to Valentine's Day? Mm. Teddy bears, perfume, and stuffed animals, and more. I'm going to say let's news that one as well yeah. because I think that will go ahead and whatever we learn about we're supposed to buy, I can at least have an excuse as to why I can't buy it. Right, exactly. Uh, and then finally, how to score tickets to the Harry Potter play in SF. I think that's a big fat pass, so <laughs> let's go ahead and lose that immediately. We get back, we will news the stories that we said we would news, the ones we said we would lose, we will never speak of again. That is how we kick off Hour 2 next, right here on the all-new Channel Q. This is No Things Considered. No Things Considered. Channel Q. We'll be right back. No Things Considered, Channel Q. It is No Things Considered, Channel Q. In a moment, we're going to get really smart when we break down the news portion of the News It or Lose It. Uh, hopefully, you listen to the whole show. And if you do not, well, guess what? No more excuses. You can now check out our show, available for download, podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Radio.com is a good all-in-one shop where you can listen to us live, listen to a bunch of the stations. Uh, that you know, A lot of the shows on, of course, Channel Q, but maybe you're in the mood to hear some hip-hop or you want to hear some, uh, some rock, whatever it is. It's all on the radio.com app, and uh, this is not a commercial. And let me just go ahead and turn the page and read the next part of this. Uh, this is not a commercial, but you can also check us out on your smart speakers at home as well. Ooh. So uh, you have no reason to miss a word that we say. Either listen live or download the shows and listen at your convenience. Or uh, if you want to introduce us to someone else, maybe while they're sleeping, you download the show, you put it, put some uh, earbuds in, and voila, now they're listening to us, even though they didn't want to. That's the best way to convert a new listener. Force. Right? Through force. We don't believe in this uh, gay conversion therapy, but we do believe in gay listening conversion therapy. <laughs> gay we're, radio station conversion yeah, yeah, therapy. We're, all, we're on that one big time, so. So if you want to start doing that for us, we appreciate you. Uh, this is, of course, a uh, station that is giving everyone a voice, voice of the LGBT plus Q community, Q plus community. That's my dyslexia, but I believe I'm somehow involved now because I'm an ally, but also I'm dyslexic. Well, okay. The first story is um, actually, this is some comeuppance for you, Kevin, because we talked recently. I, I had my argument about why straight people were ruining Valentine's Day because all the guys were were uh, overdoing it with gifts and because they didn't understand that their ladies and what they wanted. And you said, no, I think it's because of social media. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, you, you thought you you made the dumb argument that maybe women just want to be listened to and they don't <laughs> necessarily need a giant teddy bear. And I, I don't, is that what you said? Oh, no, no, that's not what I was oh. saying. You weren't listening to me. <laughs> I wasn't listening, but I did buy but this I love, teddy bear. I love it. Oh, thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, millennials expect to go all out for their partners on Valentine's Day. I know that some people are not celebrating like they used to, but they are spending more than they ever were. And it's not because of love. It's because of Instagram. You do it for the gram. And that's what's happening. But in this new survey, they polled, uh, I think, over 1,000 people. And people in the 23 to 39 or 23 to 29 age range said that they will spend an average of 266 bucks on that on their special someone, and that their par partner will drop equal an equal amount on them. So I mean, when older people are not spending as much as younger people, but they're spending it because they want to get that perfect picture. They want to get you know some oh my god my person loves me so much and I was able to get this picture of me with angel wings and this giant teddy bear and these flowers. That's why they're doing it. They're not doing it because they really want to. I saw something. I forget what I was watching, but they said that there is a place where you can go and pose in a private plane so that for your Instagram, you can go ahead and post like flying to wherever and you can keep these pictures and use them. Even if you're going somewhere and you're flying in the back of a Spirit Airline or a Southwest flight, you can post this picture of you in a private plane so everyone's like, oh my God, I didn't know she had <sighs> private plane money. Why couldn't we do that same thing? And apparently it's doing really well. Really? It's, it's, it, it, it's a place. It's not that different than the idea I brought you for alibis. Remember that store in Vegas that was going to open where it was basically, you, it was in Vegas, but you could create a bunch of different alibis if you need to take pictures. Yeah. And You're like, I was at this work conference, actually, right. and then you could get all these backdrops to make you look like you were there. Different sound effects, different postcards. You could postmark it from a lot of places. One of the many brilliant ideas we've talked about. But 
the, apparently this company is doing uh, what they do is they allow people to up their social media game, so to speak, by taking pictures that are clearly fraudulent in the sense they're not really flying on a private plane. They're sitting in one to take pictures for 20 minutes and pretending. But why couldn't we do this for Valentine's Day as well, where if instead of going out and buying 100 roses, you just say, if, if it's all about just trying to make other couples jealous or make your relationship look stronger than it is, why can't you just say, here's what we're doing. Uh, I'm going to take you to this place. And there's like six, you can go ahead, we're going to pose with a thousand roses. You can be like, look what he got me. You, you just pose. have to create the Valentine's Day Museum. Right. You put just on like a, with the put, ice put cream a, museum and everything else. Ridiculous amount of jewelry for one picture. You get in the world's biggest teddy bear. Maybe, you, maybe <laughs> Is that her with the Hope Diamond? Some, oh, my God. <laughs> someone just, uh, you know, that photoshops your name in clouds above your house or something. And then you go, you show it all off. And they, someone goes, wow, she had the best Valentine's Day ever. Why don't you love me well, like that, that? That's a great service right there. Just put some, like, offer your Photoshop services. Yeah. You can Photoshop them into any situation. And if you've got like a blimp that has some kind of a, a, you know, will you marry me or I love you or Veronica's the best or whatever, you just have to send that to, to th- this service and they'll create it for you. And then you can just post it on Instagram. You won't even have to hire the plane or anything. We're all lying online anyway. Like even I like to believe that my online presence is pretty it's pretty true to who I am. But even those pictures... I will if I took seven pictures. Of course, I'm going to pick the one I look the best in. And even in some pictures, people go like, "This doesn't even look like you." And I go, "Great," <laughs> but like that's and 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 I, that's not me posing in a fake airplane. But that is, it does very much seem like that's the way it's going. So uh, it's ridiculous if you're going to go out and buy a thousand roses. Whatever happened in the good old days where you just buy a bouquet of flowers from some guy under the uh, you know overpass? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those you, days are gone. Or you take them from a roadside memorial. <laughs> or cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Apparently, Valentine's Day is the time for love and and dedication and you know the amount of money that you spend is a reflection of that but what about people that have horrible allergies i know you do kevin i definitely do as well and valentine's day can actually be a really scary time for people that have horrible allergies and you won't be able to receive a lot of these gifts if you have common allergies like flowers getting flowers is for valentine's day is one of those classic gifts but a lot of people have severe symptoms from this like sneezing nose and eye itching water related to pollen and all kinds of things like that if you think about perfume you're trying to make that extra you know special night put on a new perfume that you bought but your significant other might be totally allergic chocolate is another one a lot of those contains uh, contain nuts people are allergic to dairy they're allergic to nuts they're allergic to coconut or whatever it is so your loved one you could be giving them a box of chocolates you could be handing them their death certificate right there well that's a good way to solve the problem a lot of people don't have the balls to break up right before valentine's day and they don't know how to get out of their relationship but you know that the one you're with has a severe peanut allergy problem solved (laughs) no i think it's um the the there are a lot of people. This is a jar of walnuts. That are sensitive. <laughs> this is just a heart full of poison. It's poison right here. Uh, a lot of people are sensitive to uh, perfumes. They don't like it. It gives them, you know. I, I know one year I bought my wife. No, no. This was a different girlfriend, actually. I bought this girl lingerie. I did not get it from, like, a Victoria's Secret place. I, did I you for- just get your wife mixed up with an ex? I think it was a current girlfriend. I can't keep it all. No, it was before my wife. I remember it was one of the first serious girlfriends I had. And Valentine's Day, I bought her uh, lingerie. And she yeah, developed. I would never care about something, getting she, something she like de- that. Well, it was really a gift for me. That's what they say. Ah. Uh, but, it, but she got, like, a, a rash from it. She developed a legitimate rash from it. That's hilarious. And did you try to still go go for it and have sex? Well, the ra- I think the rash was really from us having sex more than anything else, but I blamed it on the lingerie. She's like, I already had that. You know, you don't know about this lingerie that gives you HPV? It's not, it's not me, necessarily. Uh, teddy bears is another one, because I, I didn't realize this. Stuffed animals, most of the time, can harbor millions of house dust mites, and these mites are one of the most common causes of allergies. Much like pollen, they can bring on sneezing and other nasal symptoms, even as asthma, even asthma flare-ups. And all this stuff really makes you look so much sexier for your significant other. So if you really want to not have sex on Valentine's Day, give your significant other all this stuff. Because well, you'll you, probably just go to bed early the, with a Claritin. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It turns out the best gift of all is like Sudafed, right? That, that <laughs> right. becomes the greatest gift Benadryl. because the, the, the allergies are, are there. I mean, it's it's you should know if, if you're giving the person you're with something that they are allergic to, 
and and they know it's not one of those things where they're like, mm, turns out I'm allergic to that. I didn't know. Then you probably shouldn't be in the relationship. If you've been with this person and don't know something, like I know for like for instance, my wife super sensitive to garlic. Hates really. Cla- That's a weird one. Claims allergic, but I mean you know. But she's like every time we go out, is there garlic in it? It's really garlicky. I think like most people, she just don't want to be farting all night. I get it, right? So she doesn't like the, a lot of garlic. If I were to go out and get her like a like an olive oil flight of olive oils for Valentine's Day, and there were three of them had garlic in it, she would think she would say you put zero effort into this because you didn't even look to see that three of these things I, I can't even eat. Right, right, exactly. So you should know a little bit about the significant other. Yeah, you should know what they're allergic to or not allergic to, and then plan accordingly. That but would be. Don't it. bring your significant other a bouquet of shellfish. If That's they're allergic not, to not that. Not a horrible idea. I think you would actually really like that. I would this. thoroughly enjoy that. Uh, this is <laughs> Nice prawns. This has been the uh, news portion of News or Lose It. We'll be back in a moment. And when we return, oh, good news for you. Uh, there is a time in every relationship where uh, you decide to take your first trip together, your first overnight. Your vacation? It's, uh, it's been called a vacation by someone in this room two seconds ago. I guess it's that's maybe the term that is trending. When does that happen? Is it a bad idea if it happens too soon? Uh, I was actually talking to a friend who went on a first date as an overnight, uh, like a, a, a way. They decided to go away, which I thought was a ballsy move on her part. And she said she learned. It was she, a first date. First date. It was, was this out of the the country? They had spoken on the no, not out of the country, but they went on like a two and a half hour drive and spent the night together in a hotel. And is your friend a sex worker? She's she's a <laughs> prostitute. Yeah, I should have started with that. No, no, she's not. And uh, and she said she's dated a lot of people, and she said that it is the greatest way to learn if you're going to vibe with someone or not when you kind of spend... Anyone can put on a good front for a couple of hours, but she was able to determine really quickly, this guy's not for me, and then she still had nine hours with him in a hotel. Well, then why wouldn't you just take that further? First time I go on a date with you, I'm meeting your parents. You I'm could, going to your house. You could do that. I your mean, childhood look, bedroom. I want to see it. Right. Uh, that. Listen. There. I, I mean, the way she said it to me was, I've already done enough research on the guy ahead of time to know. <laughs> research. Well, you online. You look at their whole thing. Anyway, we'll come back. We'll talk about it's, that. I got uh, a little beaker. Lots going on. If you want to get with us on Twitter, you can do it at NTC Show. That is Ali. I am Kevin. We sit around talk about some things. No Things Considered is the name of the show. The station, of course, the all-new Channel Q. We'll be back right after this. No Things Considered. We'll be right back. Channel Q. No Things Considered. Channel Q. It's the all-new Channel Q. This is a show called No Things Considered. That is Allie, also known as Allison, also known as Al. I like to call her Big Al, personally. <laughs> it's a name she doesn't like, but I, I go with it. Of course, I'm Kevin. Have no nicknames, unfortunately. Uh, I do have two buttholes, by the way. That is a, a fact. <laughs> We've discussed it. But not a nickname. That's just a medical anomaly. Uh, I think that's a great, really long nickname. Uh, I do have two buttholes, by the way. Uh, you can. Uh, it's what it says on my embroidered towels. Uh, anyway, I didn't just do that to be more popular around the halls here at Your the Channel Q. Plate frame. It's a, it's a fact. And as we learned, Allie, one of them is non-functioning. So, <laughs> so good luck, all right? Just saying. You know, Katie, this is kind of a sidebar, but Katie actually was... Th- thought that I also had that. Katie, your wife? Yes. And then she realized she was dyslexic and looking at the front part of you? No, she said that <laughs> those are supposed to be there. <laughs> she said, I, I think I was bending over. Oh, God. And my, my, oh. my uh, you know, <laughs> part of my, my buns were showing. Oh. And she. <laughs> oh, I'm so nauseous right okay. now. Hold hey, on. I'm ex- painting the picture. Oh. Hey. Go ahead. I keep, have a cute butt. Keep painting the. Okay, you know what? It's not like it's hairy or anything you like yours. It's milky white oh. and smooth. Okay. Are we, up for we... A, are we up for a break yet or <laughs> no. no? We just got back? And I was bending over, or maybe I had just uh, gotten out of the bathroom or something. I've never said this before. Can we play more Tegan and Sarah immediately? <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, okay, Loudly. I'll stop. <laughs> and, she... and she thought I had, she was like, you have the same thing that Kevin has. And I was like, what? She was like, you have two b-holes. And I was like, no, I don't. And she was like, yeah, on the top of your butt crack, you have like this little yes, dimple thing. That's and I what was I got. Like, that, no, but it's not the same. It's the it's, same. No, it's not. Because well, mine's not like yours where it's like got a little curly cue in it. Mine's just a little have, dimple. I don't have a curly cue in it. You haven't seen mine. What do you mean curly cue in it? You want to go side by side? We'll put it online. People can make up their own mind. <laughs> Guess which ass is which. Yeah. 
Uh, that's so, uh, I'd you, be really upset if they got those mixed that'd be, up. Yeah, the odds of, of, of it happening are pretty rare. I mean, if we both I had mean, it, we really have something special together. If we're both sitting here behind a couple of microphones with four buttholes between the two of us, two people, four buttholes. <laughs> Why are we not calling the show that? Uh, that's no brainer. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's an interesting anyway. thing you could learn about uh, your significant other if you spend the night away. That's part of the reason probably people don't necessarily go on vacations immediately. But there that's is right. the concept <laughs> of going on a first vacation, and it's a big deal. And I try to put, it's been a few years now, but I do remember the first time I went away with my wife, and it was, um, I'll let you guess where it was. The first night we spent together. Mm, okay, I'm going to guess where you went, and I'm going to guess how far into your relationship you were. I don't even know if I could answer the second thing. Really? Well, okay. Yeah, I, I, I could probably ballpark it. I think that you guys went to Mexico. Wrong. I think that you guys went to Hawaii. Wrong, way wrong. I think that you guys These are all places went, we've been since, but uh, first, first getaway. I think you guys went to Fresno. Nailed it. <laughs> We uh, went to a meth shed in Fresno, and it was be- it was so lovely. Affordable, F- very yeah. affordable. I don't want to commit on too toothpaste? much. Uh, no, we went to Vegas. Oh, first place we went. I was there working, doing a thing, and I said, as one of those dumb things you say in, in a relationship, I said, "I'm going to be in Vegas for a few nights. Uh, why don't you come? Why don't you come out?" And um, well, that's a not. I don't think that even counts. What are you talking about? I, that's I, I, not really a vacation setting, though. That's just like we're going to be in a bunch of casinos getting. It was the drunk. first night we spent together at a hotel, or, or you know, not outside. And I said, "Why don't you just come?" And she was like, "All right, great. I'll book a flight." And I was like, "Wait, she wasn't supposed to say that." And then she booked a flight, and then, um, and I remember she landed, and she's like, "All right, I'm at the airport. What do I do now?" And I was like, uh, I don't, "Turn around." I don't really know. I didn't think this. I didn't really think you were coming. Uh, I guess get in a cab and. Come, come to the hotel. So, how long had you guys been dating, do you think? I think it was two months, maybe. Oh, that's soon. Is that soon? Yeah, I would think so, yeah. I mean, because hmm. I, I t- took a vacation with Katie, I thought, pretty soon into our relationship, and I think we'd been together for, like, five months. And I had, it wasn't even, like, the reason I said that doesn't count is because for our vacation, we actually spent the vacation with friends of hers that lived in in Seattle. So we went there together. It was like, here's not... here's the new girlfriend. You're gonna tell me we're all staying here together. I was like immersed in her life and her friends and staying at their house You're and everything Vegas? like that. It was like serious. You're telling me Vegas is not a vacation at a hotel, and you stayed with your girlfriend, new girlfriend's friends. That's not a vacation. That's just that is no, a vacation. No, F no. You're staying at someone else's house? Well, yeah, but That's, we were like exploring a new city. I'd never been to the city before. I could pick up the phone and have Eggs Benedict in 30 minutes. That's a vacation. <laughs> you can't do that. Someone's house? What are you going to do? Okay, just because you have Eat 24 on your phone no, doesn't mean you can take a vacation whenever you service. want. It's called room service. Oh, understand. I That's, see. that's what it was. That, that's the difference. I just think that Vegas is not really a vacation-y place. It's just like a, hey, hey let's get away for the weekend and, and drink and- Gamble. I think that's. A, I'll tell you right now. I think Vegas is a great place to go on a new relationship because if you realize you don't like them quickly, there's so many things to distract yourself with that you don't even. Re- you could sit at a blackjack table for three hours with them and not even say two words to them, and everyone's still enthralled by it. I know that's not the goal. Here's You're what like they, she hit on seventeen. It's over. It's done. Done. <laughs> oh, by the way, I hope she's seventeen at least. Um, here's what they found, and I'm not surprised by this at all. A high percentage of people claim that they fell in love on their first vacation or they realized that this person they would be with for a while but also a pretty high percentage of people broke up because of the trip and you learn about some you learn things about somebody that you did not know there's only so much hiding you can do when you're staying in the same place unless you can run and use the bathroom in the lobby all, all trip you're going to learn an awful lot about each other pretty quickly so then i think that by that rationale if it's a, like a deal breaker and it's either strengthens or ruins your relationship you should go on, go on a vacation immediately like your friend did just started started out on that note so that you can make those decisions because the people that really crumble the people that go go into the first year or even two of their relationship and never take a vacation together and then when seeing how they act in the car or checking into a hotel room and whatever pet peeves come with that, that is like too little too late. Then you're invested in the relationship already and you wasted your damn time. 49% of people said that taking the uh, trip, the vacation as it's being called, uh, had a positive effect on the overall relationship. 
and how romantic they were. 74% said they ended up feeling more comfortable with their partner as a result of the trip. But then there's the negatives, and the negatives include the following. There were fights. 32% of the fights were because of the destination. They got into a fight about where to even go, which is a good tester of the, if the relationship's going to work or not. 31% decided how long the vac- uh, fought, fought about how long the vacation should be. <laughs> if you're fighting about all of that, then yeah, you should break up. And where You're to fighting stay. about where to go, where to stay, what to do. If you're fighting about all those things, vacation is like you're su- that's like the best case scenario. Like that—that's you at your happiest. You're getting room service. You're in a hotel. You're you're being wined and dined. You're you're not working. There's not all this freaking out about money. It's all of that is already predetermined. So you, it's all set up for success. So if you're having a bad time with your significant other on vacation, and unless it's your like millionth vacation together, and you've been together for ten years, if it's your first vacation, it's got to be amazing. And it, and do you buy into this whole concept of gaycations? I don't know what that is, but yes, I buy into oh, it. Oh, you buy into it. I oh, want one. Oh, it's a timeshare. I just sold it to you. Verbal contract. <laughs> I'll you're, sign. Where do I sign? You're locked in for life now. <laughs> no, the concept that lots of people that are not necessarily even in couples, like lot, let's say a lot of gay people want to go to Palm Springs, take advantage of something going on there. There's an event. It's a gaycation. And then from that, they will couple off potentially, but they're all going to kind of a big destination together as a first as a first vacation, kind of, it's not as much pressure, not just the two of us, hmm. where all we have is each other, we know we're going to be somewhere with a bunch of like-minded people, and as a result, that's going to potentially help the transition. I wouldn't want to do that because, uh, like, for example, we've never been to the Dinah or anything like that. We've never gone to, like, a, a, a lesbian event, but we are going to one this year. It's our first one, but... Um, I would not want to do that, especially in a new relationship, because I'm just like, yeah, you're immersing yourself in the culture that you're technically a part of, but I'm just surrounding her. I'm just surrounding myself with more competition mm-hmm. that, and that's is really what, what I'm doing. That's how I would look at it, too. Uh, I always think a great thing to do besides taking a vacation, if you want to figure out if there's anything in your relationship worth salvaging, immediately on your first date, you should have to build a piece of furniture from Ikea together. <laughs> Like look, a hard one, yeah, like, like a, a malm dresser. Yeah, a malm or a <laughs> or something. <laughs> and by the time you're done with that, if you guys are not uh, hating each other, then that relationship yeah. will probably last definitely longer than that piece of furniture. I will. would go even farther to say that you have to pick out the furniture together and get it into your car together. Yeah. Because that's whole, a horrible experience. You can do that process. No, put it in get, that way. That way. Yeah. No, turn it around. And, no, uh, and then get the put string. it together. That's all you got to do. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. This is the all-new Channel Q. It's a show called No Things Considered. And when we get back, the game that we've all been waiting for, sexual preference or fad diet. You can play along. When we get back, let's see how I do We next. said fad. Fad diet. <laughs> F-A-D. <laughs> After this on the all-new Channel Q. No Things Considered. Channel Q. We'll be right back. No Things Considered, Channel Q. All right, it's time for some fun and games. You've come to the right place. This is the all-new Channel Q. We do not have a prize to give you, other than the fact you get to hear us talk for a little bit longer. And something that we talked about last week when you were talking about uh, peganism, I believe it was. Peganism, Mm -hmm. the newest trend that is angering everyone, because these are people that have combined paleo and veganism. Is that right? Is it paleo? Yep. No, you're right. It's paleo and veganism. And, and, and we've got to a point now where there's so many new diets, but then there's also so many new ways people classify their sexual preference and uh, everything from pansexual, et cetera, that I was saying that the line has gotten, it's gotten very blurry and I don't know what's what anymore. So Allie said she would spend some time putting it together and we've got a game for you right now. It's called Sexual Preference or Fad Diet. Bring it on. <laughs> for lack of a better title. All right. The first one, the practice one I gave you at the beginning of the show was feederism and that is a sexual I guess a sexual preference technically it's a sexual fetish where you're feeding somebody lots of cake and cupcakes and all kinds of stuff to make them gain weight and you get off on that the next one is monotrophic monotrophic I'm listening for certain words like I know pesk means fish uh I, I took out any ones that ended in sexual because well, yeah, I thought that you. would be too easy. Too easy, Demisexual, probably. I did, yeah. Uh, oh, demi-glaze. She said demi-glaze. <laughs> I know that that's not... Demi-glaze sexual. That's what I am. That's confusing. Mm, it's delicious. Monotropic? 
Monotrophic. Trophic. Monotrophic. Mono is one. Monotrophic. Mono. But mono also you get by kissing people. True. Hmm. I, you're trying to fool me. Monotrophic is a dietary, a diet. Wow, you are good. Oh, I, really? Yeah. I thought I was going to get that one wrong. No, a diet that involves eating only one food item or one type of food for a long period of time to achieve a desired weight reduction. Huh. So you're like, I'm only going to eat sweet potatoes right. for like t- two weeks. Yeah. My yeah. wife went on to something where her whole diet was cabbage for a while. She was mo- <laughs> That's such a stinky one. It was really ruined the whole neighborhood. Uh, couldn't wait for her to give up that diet. Mono- Thank God she's allergic to garlic. Monotrophic. Uh, yeah, I told her. I was like, maybe you're allergic to cabbage. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. More, please. Boiling more of it. Disgusting. Oh, God damn it. All right. So monotrophic. Got the first one. Here we go. All right. Amorashi. Amorashi, Amorashi is, God, I want to say it sounds like a, an Asian cuisine. Uh, maybe it's seaweed related, but then again, could be anime. Uh, I'm going to go. Amorashi s- could also be a rash. Something you get afterwards. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it is sexual. You're right. Arousal from having a full bladder. Oh, really? Yeah. That's called amarashi? Yeah. <laughs> or seeing someone else experiencing a full bladder. Oh, And man. potentially even wetting themselves. You could identify as that? Someone could say, well, how do you identify sexually? And you could say, I'm amarashi? Well, I think you can, I, th- I think that's separate from saying like, oh, I'm I'm bisexual or whatever. I think it's a fe- it's considered a fetish or like oh, a it. sexual. So, yeah. so I'm bi-curious, also have a side of amarashi? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm okay. bi-curious, amarashi. What uh, are you? Uh, all right, okay. It says it all in this handkerchief. Uh, all right, that's, uh, all right, two for two. All right, here we go. All right. Partialism. Hmm. I see. This could go either way. This could be both. Partialism, eat part of your food, eat some of it. Partialism, I think, is what they're... It's a quantity control, perhaps. Mm -hmm. You order, they give you a plate of food, you have a little bit of the chicken, a little bit of the orzo. (laughs) Uh, But then again, partialism, how would that... Sexuality, what would that be? Would that be like uh, quitting at third base? <laughs> um, I'm only gonna go partially the way there. Yeah, partialism. Or is, just the tip Tuesdaying right, it right. through their whole oh, sex life. Oh God, this is a tough one. It's partialism. Tough. And my options are just sexual or or diet. Yep, sexual or diet. Ah oh, man, I don't want to ruin my streak. I was gonna add in religion or Game of Thrones character, but oh, okay. I don't well, think in that case, that. partialism. I'll go religion. I'm gonna say partialism is food again. Uh, no, it's oh, the first time you are not correct. Damn it. I, ah, uh, my, I should have gone with my gut. My you're gut taking said, this loss hard. My gut said sex, and I, and I, <laughs> stupid me. That's what, your fat diet. What is partialism? <laughs> that is my fat Par- diet. Partialism is when you are attracted to non genital body parts. Really? So, like, I'm super, super into shoulders, or I'm obsessed with knees. Right. Why that's, wouldn't you be? <laughs> so if you have a, a fetish towards a body part that's not of the genital persuasion. That, that girl's got some double knees. Yeah. All right. Well, then people would love me. Uh, yeah. All no, right. You do have knees. Here's right. your next one, Kevin. That's interesting. I don't, I don't get that. And what body part do you like most that is not in the genital region? Uh, let's see. Um, you had to pick one. Butt is not one, No, right? that's, 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 that's genital a, region. Is that a genital? Yeah, it counts. I mean, it's like a neighbor. <laughs> it's like genital adjacent. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say... You can't go with the obvious. You can't go butt, lady parts, upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> I'm going to go with lady parts. You can't do that. I'm going to I'm gonna go with like shoulders and back. Hmm, interesting. If, there's, if someone has like a really toned, really nice shoulders and back. You're a partialist. Yeah, I, I'm really into it. Uh, I'm I like, look, honey, turn around. I look for the Adam's apple, and if I see it, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Not out like that. I'm out the other way. You're I'm, out of the I'm closet. Gone. That's what I mean. <laughs> that's your only signifier is if they're not a man? Uh, that's how I can tell. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm attracted to. Yeah, that's the one. All right. Fruitarian. Huh. This is a tough one. Once again, fruitarian. God, it could go either way. Fruitarian, I know, is too on the nose to be sexual. Because you would just say gay. Mm. Fruitarian. Fruitarian is a vegetarian that just eats fruit. Fruitarian is a diet. No yeah, question. you're right. It's, yeah. a, it's someone who mainly eats fruits and vegetables as their main diet. Uh, I'm going to give you one more. Prison loaf. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
Prison loaf. I know you want me to say sexual, but I actually think I'm going to say prison loaf is a diet again. You're right. A meal replacement served in some United States prisons to inmates who are not trusted to use cutlery. Hell yeah. (laughs) I like that. Prison loaf. Yep. I got to get some of that for my kid. She's not trusted with a fork these days. uh, Aromantic, androphilic, ketogenic. These are all other ones that we didn't have time to get to. Ketogenic. Ketogenic sexual. Ketogenic is a diet. Ah. Keto. Have you ever heard of the keto diet? Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we quit when we did. Tongue patching? Tongue patching, I think, is uh, that's got to be a diet, right? <laughs> yes. Is that is it really? Yeah. Oh, I it's was a diet. I was kidding. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. That has been a very rousing edition of sexual preference. And I'm horny and hungry. I am. Well, that's how I do all the shows every day. Until you talked about your butt earlier. Now I'm now I'm just hungry. We'll be back after these words. Wrap up the show on the all new Channel Q. No things considered. Is back after this. No things considered. We'll be right back. Channel Q. No Things Considered. Channel Q. We came, we babbled, we conquered, or something of that sort. We are, uh, Conquering not included. We are out of time right now, but thanks for hanging out with us. Tomorrow, oh, tomorrow's good. The return of the patent pending AMA. A lot of questions have been pouring through the uh, socials this week at NTC Show. We will answer them hopefully tomorrow. Uh, we uh, may, I think tomorrow may be the day that we introduce you to our guest of the week, uh, someone doing something that is newsworthy, also happens to be gay, and uh, listen, there's a lot of people doing newsworthy things, straight, gay, etc., but only one can have the title of guest of the week, uh, so hopefully we will introduce you to that person tomorrow. You can interact with the show lots of ways on the socials, find Allie or Allie Johnson, you can support her project, which is Butch Pal for the Straight Gal. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can find me loitering on Twitter as well at the Kevin Klein on the Instagram. We shouldn't talk about this now, but my wife did say she was making fun of my low Instagram following because I, <laughs> the, the, the fact of the matter is I used to have an account that actually had decent numbers, but it was when I was working at Playboy and a lot of those pictures were very scandalous. So yes, I, so I, you just expunged. I, just, I got rid of that entire account, deleted it off the face of the earth. Which is hard because then you have to rebuild. You have to start from scratch. I have to rebuild. She claimed that if I got 33,000 followers, she would give me a threesome. What? And I said, well, it wasn't exactly, that, it's not exactly how it happened. She said something like. So did you just buy them? Yeah, so I bought them. <laughs> They're all bots. No, no. Uh, she said something along the lines of like, you couldn't do, I said, what number would be not embarrassing? She's like, it's embarrassing. And I go, I don't go on How Instagram. many do you have? What, 3,000? I don't I don't even know. I, t- I, I'm rarely ever on there. I like Twitter. I like the spoke. I like words. I don't like picture. I'm not, I'm not, you see my I, face? Yeah. I'm no, not I'm, made for pictures. I'm the same way. I'm the so same anyway, way. but she said something along the lines of that. I said, well, what would it be not embarrassing? She said, I don't know. Th- I go, if I got... If I got that, I'd want a threesome or something like that. And, she, and then she goes, her negotiation was, well, it would have to be 33000 So she raised the number from 30000 to 33000 Oh, yeah, that last 3000 is a uh, real deal breaker. Right, so um, so now I'm kind of intrigued. That, so that, did she say male or female? No, I think it would be my pick. Oh, what are you going to go with? Here's the thing. <laughs> I know if it happened, it would I mean, it'd be interesting. I would like to see if she would actually pay off the bet, but I don't think... I, I just I, I could see if it did happen, she would, well, I don't know, maybe she would. I don't know. I mean, if she says that, you got to get that in writing or something. Yeah. Then, and then you got to get like a, a, a random animal, like some kind of, like a, you have to be the first person to own a Komodo dragon or right. something like that, and then make, get a, get a famous go, Twitter profile or a famous buy a Instagram. chinchilla and just place it on top of different pizzas and take pictures of it. I feel like that's got to do well, right? <laughs> anyway. Another, I mean, pizza rat was big. Another story. Chinchilla for, rat, I think. Another story be. for another day. Find Allie there. You're Allie Johnson. Me at the Kevin Klein. If you know 30,000 people, have them follow me as well, and maybe I get a threesome. Uh, we are out of time today, but we'll be back and do it again tomorrow right here on the all-new Channel Q, and until then, we say bye. Curious.